Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is uh, America. I want to thank each and every one of you throughout the fruited plains, blessed by God from sea to shining sea, for coming along with me daily as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. And hey, friends, everybody, uh, you be certain to download the free C.L. Bryant Show app and listen to the show wherever you go, especially if you don't get both hours of the show wherever you are. Hey, all of you know by now that I, along with many of my colleagues, several of my colleagues, are a part of um, Black Voices for Trump. But I, along with this particular colleague of mine, uh, Dr. Linda Lee Tarver, are, are privileged to be a part of an advisory board, Black Voices for Trump. She is also uh, also one of the great shakers and movers in this country, a part of the National Federation for Women as well. And she's going to talk about that along with some other things that help me welcome back to the C.L. Bryant Show, my friend and colleague, Dr. Linda Lee Tarver. Linda, so happy you're back with us. Thank you so much for having me. This is awesome, and God bless you. God bless you. Uh, Linda, there are so many things that we uh, need to talk about here today, but let's uh, start off by uh, letting you uh, talk to us about your involvement with Black Voices for Trump. And how do people, first of all, Linda, tell them how to get a hold of you and uh, how to bring you to a place where uh, they are if they want to hear you you talk absolutely i have a website it's linda lee tarver.com that is linda lee tarver.com and my email address is linda at linda lee tarver.com that's linda at linda lee tarver.com and you can get a hold of me you'll see a few of the things that i'm working on i do book tours i have two books now uh, i had one died in the wool it's a biblical guide for republican women and I wrote a children's book. It's Jesus Who Is Christmas Is Born. It is one of a trilogy of books, and I'm excited about that. I do um, political presentations and speeches, and I lend my voice as part of the um, Black Voices for Trump. And I will travel anywhere and everywhere to talk about our great president, our great country, our great roots, and the greatness of the Lord. And so that is what I do um, while I'm resting. I'm also part of the member at large for the National Federation of Republican Women and past president of the Republican Women's Federation of Michigan. So that's been quite an honor. And in 2016, 
I was the newly elected president, and we turned Michigan red for the first time since 1988 by giving all of our presidential votes to Donald J. Trump. It was a fantastic year, a lot of hard work, and I'm excited about doing that again across the country. You know, Linda, we're really excited about uh, the possibilities that that are happening in Michigan right now for the president. Uh, Give us your bird's eye view and on the ground look at uh, the Michigan um, uh, caucus up there for the president of the United States. How are we? How's that body of voters in Michigan looking? Can Michigan be taken again by Donald John Trump? Linda Lee Tarver. Absolutely. When the president comes into town, he is a rock star. He was a rock star in 2016 when he came into to Michigan. He was in Diamonddale, Michigan, when he challenged all voters that went across the world to especially to black voters. What do you have to lose? And he listed the obvious issues in our community facing me. I happen to be a black woman, but he listed the issues and the challenges so eloquently in that speech and he respected the fact that he wanted to do something about it and he he threw down the gauntlet and said what do you have to lose and he delivered on those promises and he's continuing to deliver in the communities of color and for everyone this president is called a populist because he wants to lift everyone up not just pick and choose winners and losers it doesn't really matter what your color or your whether you're in suburbia or you're in the urban areas or rural farms everyone has opportunity and is being lifted up and he's looking out for everyone he's doing micro targeting into those areas especially for those who have been left behind by other administrations and so in michigan especially he's doing a law enforcement um uh, focus. He has a law enforcement commi- commission, first president to have one in 50 years, and he's focusing in on Detroit. He wants to make sure that Detroiters, especially those living in the city of which I lived in Detroit, are safe. That should be a no-brainer, safety, public safety. He's also doing work in the uh, for the opportunity zones. And he's doing criminal justice reforms in Michigan. Our Michigan-led, Republican-led legislature are following the president's lead in terms of automatic expungement and other things that are going to benefit people who look like me. And he is working on inner cities, making sure that they're safe, making sure that children have quality education and choice in that education. He's working with our um Betsy DeVos, who's from Michigan, native Michigander, who is working to make sure that there's choice and quality education. Reading is fundamental, but we have some of the most terrible schools in urban areas, in Democrat-controlled areas. And we want to fix that, and the president wants to fix that, and he's going to do that. And I, I want to lend my voice to that one, too. You know, Linda, when as, as we listen to what you're saying and, of course, uh, understanding that everything you have said uh, is as far as the state of education in Michigan and it's absolutely true, folks. It is absolutely so. And Michiganders uh, showed uh, their desire for change in this last presidential election. I do believe they're going to do the same thing. But, Linda, this is the question that I, I have for you. Uh, and that's this. Is the polling or at least the indications that there will be a major um, shift in black vote 
this presidential election. Are many black people going to stay home? Are many going to go to the polls and vote for Donald John Trump? Give us your take. Uh, if looking into uh, the Tarver crystal ball there, give us your take on how this turnout is beginning to shape up. So in 2016, when on the eve of the election, the Reuters and the AP were projecting Hillary Clinton was going to win presidency by 90 percent, 90 percent chance of winning. There was no way that Donald Trump was going to win. She had already picked out the curtains and had her transition team ready. 90 percent. That was the polls. Those were consistent throughout. And it did not demonstrate that at all. People are keeping their voting and their preferences very close to the vest because there's so much um, negative uh, uh, repercussions for coming out of the political closet, as you will. Coming out of the political closet as a black person to stand with Donald Trump can get you hurt in some locations. And so we found that we could not trust polls. I did an article. If you query, Google it, Linda Lee Tarver, Art and the Deal, Donald Trump, Art and the Deal. It explained the the rise of Donald Trump, that the swell of support at all of these uh, these rallies that he had here in Michigan leading up to it was an indicator of the support that he had on the ground. And I still look at size does matter when it comes to rallies and the rallies and the people waiting in line and, and all of that. And if people have never gone to a rally, let me share with your listeners for people to drive a couple hours to stand in line for four to five or six hours to then stand inside an arena for another three to four hours to get a glimpse of this president in nosebleed seats. You want to be part of history and you will vote for that person that you wait for. And you will not only vote for them, you will tell everyone else to vote for them. And so when the pollsters say, you know, Donald Trump's positions and polls are not looking good and he's losing to Joe Biden, which is ridiculous. When those polls come out, they are really not, they're not really in reality anymore. And that is why we had such a backlash of this women's uh, backlash then of the liberals. They just lost their minds because they believed the lies that the media told them leading up to even the day of the election. And when they believe their own media lies, that is where the the problem of the Russians had to be stealing it. It had to be wrong because all of the polls were wrong. All of them were wrong. And all of the liberal polls and the liberal left TV shows and radio shows and, and bloggers were wrong. And that is what caught them off guard. And they still cannot deal with the numbers that we see thousands upon thousands of people waiting inside and even outside people waiting in sub-zero temperatures i saw him in battle creek uh, and people it was eight degrees in michigan 
eight degrees and people were waiting outside for him. <laughs> That's no joke. Uh, that is no joke, folks. I have seen it. I've witnessed it on several occasions with my own eyes, how people, you know, it's a great visual you gave to us. Dr. Linda Lee Tarver is my special guest, uh, my colleague on the board uh, for Black Voices for Trump and also uh, a shaker and mover in her home state of Michigan and uh, uh, former uh, shaker and mover in the National Federation of Republican Women and uh, still shaking and moving all around the country as far as political uh, events are concerned. And now one of the most important elections in my lifetime, for sure. And I've been around pretty good. Wow. Uh, is this one <laughs> is this one. And uh, Linda, let me ask you this then. Um, in this segment, we only have about six minutes left. And I want to uh, start probing this portion of our conversation together. That is the shift in um, attitude uh, of the African-American black voter in this country. Is there an awakening going on and is there a catalyst for that awakening in your estimation uh, as to why the black vote is beginning to move? It's beginning to shift and and uh, sort of uh, shake itself awake. What's going on, Dr. Tarver? Well, there are two things I believe. One is definitely spiritual and the other one is practical. The spiritual shift for those who trust the Lord, believe in Christ Jesus, stand on the word of God, identify as saved, filled with the spirit of God, you know, um, a Christian. However, they identify in that spectrum of Christianity and faith in Christ. And um, they will see the left as an offense because they just cannot get behind the narrative, the farther left that the, the Democrats have gone, particularly with their priorities. When a person who lives in Detroit or, or in Lansing or Flint or someplace in Pontiac and Benton Harbor, one of our major urban areas here in Michigan, hears from the leading Democrat presidential candidate that the number one issue facing the United States is global warming and their children don't have street lights. They have to walk their children to school. The buses don't run on time. They can't get to work on time. They, they have, they have to get their pizzas and their, um, Chinese food through bars and metal bars and bulletproof. They cannot even shake the hand of the teller at the bank because it's bulletproof glass. They have very little options when it comes to public transportation in some areas, especially in rural areas. Those The quality of education is poor. You've got rats and roaches at school. You bring in rats and roaches from the school to the house. Those issues, when you tell somebody that the number one issue is global warming, it is a disconnect um, spiritually for the people who identify as killing babies 
and saying that it is a reproductive health and it's a right that is pretty much affecting mostly black women and and people of color. They can't get behind that anymore. Those handouts that were considered, hey, you get free this and you can get reparations. Those are empty words and rhetoric. It just is not going to happen. And as people are getting jobs and enjoying this Trump economy, people are also looking practically at the fact that they themselves, now that they are in the workforce, because the low unemployment rate, they're going to have to pay for the promises that these liberals are making. But free everything and free this and free that. People who have worked themselves to get themselves through college and paid their college student loans and being told now that those coming up behind them don't have to now. That's problematic. And that is where people are just black folks are not buying it. They're not drinking that Kool-Aid anymore. And they're rethinking the options. They're rethinking whether they want to um, consider someone now this moral character. They want to paint Donald Trump as immoral. But my savior has never been on the ballot. He's human. He's imperfect as I am. But we are not going to be voting for saviors on the ballot. And that is that's the that's the point there. You need to find somebody who is working for you and yours, who is going to deliver what they promise. And Donald Trump has already done that. And they're giving him a second look as a result of what he's already done. We took a chance on him in 2016 that he was going to deliver on some promises. And now he's delivered on many of those and he's delivering more. And so he is the person who is not saying that global warming is the biggest issue in the world. He's not saying, I'm going to give you reparations. He's not saying all of these ridiculous things. Oh, you can have free everything, health care and college. And it, you know everybody goes on one plan. We can be a socialist country and wow. take care of that. And it'll be great. And people are not buying that, especially black people that I know. Wow. So they're looking for an alternative. We're on with Dr. Linda Lee Tarver, and we're going to return with her. Linda, stay with me uh, through the break if you possibly can. Uh, because, hey, folks, let me say this to you. Um, Dr. Tarver has uh, said something that was absolutely profound when it comes to the way we should look at how these liberals treat and have treated minority communities. Uh, who cares about global warming when you don't have street lights and you get a, 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 a McDonald's burger, your change from your um, banker, your, your teller, you can't even shake hands with them, not really make eye contact because of the steel bars. There is a disconnect. We're going to talk a little bit more about that with Dr. Linda Lee Tarver when we return with more of the C.L. Bryant Show. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us daily uh, from 12 until 2 Eastern every day. And if you're traveling through Times Square, look up above Ripley's, believe it or not. And right above that iconic building is the Red State Talk Bill board about a block away from where they drop the big ball and 24 hours a day every day the cl bryant show does pop up there every hour and old cl's face is looking right back 
at you. Download free the C.L. Bryant Show app if you don't get both hours. Want to stay, uh, thank our flagship station, Red State Talk, for inviting us into their family, along with Loving Liberty, Liberty Roundtable, and all of the other terrestrials who replay us throughout the fruited plain. Hey, I'm just one black voice for Trump. I'll return with another Dr. Linda Lee Tarver after these words. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL back with you on this great day in the USA. And I am really glad that you come along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation here daily. Um, we're on with good friend and colleague, Dr. Linda Lee Tarver. And, um, of course, Dr. Tarver, uh, working in Michigan state government, she's providing uh, social service, you know, insight into that, including working in Detroit, giving out, um, uh, pointing out that welfare has been detrimental to our people, black people in the area. Linda has special insight uh, to actual problems that government dependency creates for minorities and all Americans now, since you have the advent of Ocasio and Bernie and Tlaib and all the rest of the, the crew there, Omar and Presley. Help me welcome back to the show, uh, Dr. Linda Lee Tarver. Linda, you were, you are the author of two books. I want you to tell us about um, your latest work. Give us some insight as to the genesis of this book. Why did you write this? So my latest book is a children's story. It's a um, book about an angel. I took it from a perspective of C.S. Lewis, who did the screw tape letters. He did it from a perspective of a demon. And I, my book is the first of a trilogy to explain Jesus um, and his birth and purpose before the manger. And so it, it is the story of Christmas told uh, very factually, but in a um, in the vision of a, an angel. And it's for children to understand who Jesus is. Let me ask you this, uh, Linda, about uh, such a book. And we were talking about the president uh, just 
earlier, you know as well as I do that uh, Christians in this country, for I, I just can't believe how it's possible, but it's happening. We're actually being, in many cases, persecuted by the liberal left. And um, yes. this president has been a champion, not not only of uh, uh, uns- unsuspectingly black people and minorities in this country, but he's also been a champion of Christians in this yes. country. Talk to us about how that president and, and is affecting uh, this nation. And does that make us as Christians feel more secure to have someone like him at the helm? Talk. We have one opportunity to get this right in terms of our freedoms to worship Christ Jesus in this country, and that is to reelect Donald J. Trump. In order to perpetuate socialism, which is a self-proclaimed socialist, Bernie Sanders, and the socialization of the Democrat Party, you need godlessness. Godlessness, God cannot uh, be welcomed in the socialist countries. And so when the president talks about this country will never be a socialist country, ushering in socialism that might sound very um, desirable to college students or young people who are struggling, want to leave their parents home or what have you, or on the streets or what have you, it might sound great, but we have had enough of the government being our fathers and our husbands. We, I used to provide welfare benefits in the city of Detroit, and I can assure you that the children were raised by the government. The government was their daddy. And the uh, mothers, the baby mamas, they, the government was their husbands. And he was deadbeat in both set cases. And he will be with socialism. But our president has honored God in his inauguration. He brought three people there. Uh, Bishop Jackson from Detroit, his pastor, and um, and he brought Franklin Graham in. And so for his um, approach to this is my inauguration and this is the standard that I'm going to set for my presidency, he has Bible studies with his cabinet. Um, the vice president is unashamedly a follower and a believer in Jesus Christ and a disciple of Jesus Christ, he and his wife. And so he has set a standard to bring prayer back in schools, to defund Planned Parenthood, because those, again, for the the people of God need to know that he is following the word of God when it comes to valuing life, the prayers and the cries of the people of God, to have a president that will honor their faith in him that will honor him and will not um, be politically correct and swayed by the those that are no longer serving him as we had in the past presidency. But this president has said and proclaimed publicly that Jesus is Lord and Savior. That that is out there in the the airwaves and on a uh, videos as well that he has acknowledge that our relationship even with Israel what he has done with Israel and as Christians all of the things that he has done to ensure that the gospel of Jesus Christ could be preached unimpeded here in the United States he has gone even further for those countries like China that are killing Christians China a communist country a socialist country China is killing Christians and other other um, Mid- Middle East countries. He is keeping those um, 
Christian refugees in the United States without sending them back to the slaughter. We've got so many people that are being martyred and people are paying attention. People are paying attention that um, instead of saying happy holidays, you can say Merry Christmas. And just so you'll know, I was I was told that Jesus is the reason for the season that I put under President Obama. I put a meme out there on my it was flagged as being hate speech. Wow. I, that is not I am not kidding you. Wow. Hate speech. You need to look it up. Hate speech under President Obama. Jesus is the reason for the season. This was Christmas Christmas time. Wow. And that was considered hate speech. While we're on this topic, uh, Dr. Tarver, I want you to I want you to comment also on the president's uh, visible, vocal uh, joining of the march to uh, bring attention to the plight of the unborn in this country. First president ever to join uh, that type of thing. Does that go along hand in glove with what you're trying to tell us, what you're telling us about Donald J. Trump? The people of God want to serve one master, and that is God. They do not want to serve government or or a man. They want to serve the Lord. And they recognize that when the people, when the righteous rule, the people rejoice. They understand that scripture very well. But when the wicked rule, the people mourn. And he has us allowed and taken off regulations. He has honored religious liberty in the law. People may not understand, but he is limited on his ability to do everything for everybody he can do from his position as the commander-in-chief as the president certain things as it relates to the federal governments and a lot of the states have their rights still but everything that he could do to provide religious liberty prayer back in school prayer unimpeded back in the public schools now Uh, allow for charter schools and religious schools to benefit from tax dollars through vouchers and through um, uh, additional payments to allow for religious education, defunding Planned Parenthood, standing with those who know that it is uh, wrong and evil and sinful to kill a baby in the womb. He has been everywhere affirming the things, his place, that he stands with God. And God has blessed that, that work. And so for the report card for a rep- president, if we had to judge our president on his deliverables based on his job description, he gets an A+. plus. Absolutely. Exceeding expectations. Exceeding expectations. Absolutely. We're on with Dr. Linda Lee Tarver. I have a couple of minutes left here with her. Linda, I can't uh, let you go without uh, getting your take on the Ocasio-Cortez. It's the Bernie. Let's talk about this This Bernie Sanders, Mike Bloomberg, uh, Elizabeth Warren. Well, I think Elizabeth's out of this thing. Ber- uh, Biden most likely is gone, too. But uh, are the Democrats really scared to death that Bernie Sanders or even Mike Bloomberg uh, might emerge as the only possible hopes and uh, that they may have? Are there any alternatives that you might see uh, coming up on the horizon for the Democrats? They must be in a total tizzy. What are you talking about? I think that the, the people out there, especially young people who are listening to Bernie give out free things and, you know, hugging trees and 
and the like, they are liking Bernie. They have to watch out for their own young people. They have radicalized these people into identifying whatever gender they want to each day and each week. They have identified you can kill your baby in the womb. They have these young people are being um, trained in the public public square and public universities uh, about living any kind of way. And they are going for Bernie Sanders. They are really going for Bernie Sanders. He is not a Democrat. He's a self-proclaimed independent socialist. And the Democrats are very concerned about him. They prefer someone who can pay for their own um, election. So I believe that they're looking at Bloomberg as being a good alternative when Joe Biden fizzled out and there is no hope for Elizabeth Warren at all. I think she's done. So it goes down to um, Bloomberg and it goes down to Bernie Sanders. Is uh, is is Buttigieg a flash in the pan or is he somebody who's flashing now and might come back four years from now? Will America be ready for a Buttigieg type of candidate four years from now? What's Dr. Tarver's take on that? Well, I mean, the, the people of God have to look at what was done in the last administration to see how this is truly a candidate that has risen up um, primarily because he's gay, not because he because he is a, a gay man, not because he is so well qualified. He comes from or he comes from South Bend, Indiana, with little to no background, not even doing a good job there. He's propped up because he is an alternative to the he is he is a mantle for the, the liberal left. They have no problems with, you know, his lifestyle and choices and marriage and being gay and the Lord loves him just as much as he loves me. All I'm saying is that they like to bring in caricatures to come in to say, let's see what works. We had a black man. It worked. We had a woman. It didn't work. Let's see if we can do a gay man now. Let's see what we can do here. Let's bring in a billionaire to see if he can fund his own thing to see if he can go against another billionaire. Those those things are what they think of to, to give some options again to give options to their base because that is their base and they're catering to their base. It truly and is, they, folks. It truly is. It is. It truly that's is. Advice. That's uh, that's very insightful, Linda. You're always insightful. Tell everybody again how mm-hmm. they get in touch with you and how to bring you to where they are, where they are. Absolutely. My website is lindaleetarver.com. lindaleetarver.com and my email address is linda at lindaleetarver.com. That's Linda at lindaleetarver.com. Thank you so much. And Linda and I are both uh, a part of and on the board, the advisory board, the inaugural advisory board uh, of Donald J. Trump, um, Black Voices for Trump. And uh, we certainly thank Dr. Tarver for taking the time to come on with us. Continue to fight the good fight, Dr. Tarver. I know that you will because you are fighting the good fight, Dr. Linda Lee Tarver. Again, God bless you. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye.
I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. Coming at you live and in living color throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. Hey, folks, it's always good to uh, uh, share and bring on people who share your uh, ideas and opinions. And of course, though, this show is one where you don't have to agree with me on anything. It's open for conversation. That's what we build the bridge. But there's a lot of planks in that bridge that uh, Dr. Tarver laid out uh, for us uh, here today. One of them, we're going to rehash over that uh, as we close out the show, and that is the hypocrisy of uh, the the Democrat Party when they want you. Uh, Linda Lee brought Linda Lee Tarver brought this up uh, in our conversation. And, and it made me think about uh, the hypocrisy that goes on with Bloomberg and him being uh, misogynistic in, 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 in his leanings and that type of thing. It, um, Dr. Tarver said that uh, what, what do, does anybody care in the inner city or about uh, global warming when they don't have streetlights? And they and they uh-oh, and they have to um, get a, a Big Mac through bars because uh, surely <laughs> the place we robbed if they didn't surely the bank would get robbed. You know, and it's the same way going into convenience stores in, in places like Detroit. Oh, you're not going to make personal contact with nobody. In fact, you're barely seeing their eyes. They see you pretty good. That's the way it's set up. They they can see you out of the cage real good. But it's uh, not necessarily that you see in the cage. <laughs> and if I'm behind that cage, uh, you know, you start acting up, I'm going to have uh, Roscoe back there. And Roscoe's always ever-present. And so, so she brought that up in, in a way that points out to all of us the hypocrisy. Why in the world would um, I care about global warming when I don't have... Uh, Street lights. <laughs> um, makes you think, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it does. You don't have street lights. And you're telling me that I, I don't have street lights, and you're telling me that I should be concerned about global warming. That would be against my own self-interest, wouldn't it? To take on your cause, throw myself into your cause when I don't have streetlights in my neighborhood. Not doing it. That's, that was the waking point for me. It truly, truly was the waking point for me. 
when I realized that I was uh, being used as a tool to promote someone else's cause. I found out that the only way to avoid that is you better have your own cause. Because if you don't, if you don't have your own purpose, if you don't know what your cause is and what your causation is for uh, moving on down the road, if you don't know what that is yourself, believe me, you will become a pawn, a tool in the hands of others who have identified what their cause is. Oh, you better believe that. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. Hey, I had a great time with Dr. Linda Lee Tarver just in the last couple of segments. We'll be back with the home stretch after these words. Don't go anywhere. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always lend a helping hand. And for the flag I stand. CL back with you on this great day in the USA home stretch of the CL Bryant show. Um, Newt, Newt Gingrich is predicting that Warren and Biden will drop out. Of course, you don't have to have a crystal ball to see that. <laughs> yeah, no, Newt is, is one of the best prognosticators uh, around. There's no question about it. Although when you're talking about uh, Warren and Biden uh, dropping out. Um, well, you don't really have to have a crystal ball uh, to see that. Um, however, uh, hearing Newt Gingrich, former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich uh, expects a four-person race after Super Tuesday, which he predicts will cause Senator uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren, uh, former Vice President Joe Biden, to end their campaigns. Gingrich also says uh, in an opinion piece on Fox News, uh, wrote that Warren was unable to translate being known in New Hampshire into getting votes. And she did. I mean, just of course she's known in New Hampshire. It's her backyard. But um, getting votes, she did not. She didn't translate that uh, very well. And it's hard to imagine why she's going to uh, going to do dramatically better elsewhere. And she won't. 
She won't. He's absolutely right about that. And see, that's that's the Gingrich uh, opinion on it. And similarly, uh, Gingrich thinks that uh, Joe Biden is done. It's over. Everybody is uh, writing Joe's obituary. And and I, if, if anybody, if he comes back from this, because he's at the brink of, um, he's at the brink. He really is uh, of oblivion. Uh, If he comes back from this, you're talking about a true comeback kid. There's no question about it. But he's losing every uh, week and um, saying bizarre things. (laughs) And he does. He does. I mean, you know, uh, you know, cockroaches and, you know, kids rubbing the hair on his leg and all this kind of, you know, he just says bizarre stuff, you know, and um, he. And Newt points it out. His only chance is to be aggressive and get into um, a brass knuckles fight in the next two debates uh, before South Carolina. And and that's about right. uh, Joe Biden has to make a spectacle of himself in order to he's going to have to do something. What that is, who knows? Everybody. Yours is the best guest. Guess. But he's going to have to do something, as all new to saying. He's going to have to put on the brass knuckles, and he's going to have to go out there and knock some teeth out before South Carolina in order for him to um, have a chance. But that, that is not Biden's personality. Uh, plus, his first two presidential war- runs were complete failures. And they were. They were. Gingrich also um, had something to say uh, about Bloomberg, former New York City Mayor Mike Bloomberg's campaign is unprecedented in that we have never had someone try to buy the presidency so blatantly with the billionaire vowing to spend one billion of his own money on the campaign and Bloomberg has already spent more than $300 million on advertising. So, yeah, I guess you can say that it is a blatant attempt by a rich man, very rich man, to buy the presidency. The presidency has been bought before. Uh, you know, historians are pretty much agree that, you know, Kennedy's bid for president of the United States back in 1960 uh, was bought. And Nixon um, went to his grave knowing it, hating John Kennedy uh, because of (laughs) Nixon knew that he should have succeeded Eisenhower. Eisenhower was a successful president. Nixon was a successful vice president. But it was that Kennedy-Nixon televised debate that made everybody say, let's go with the younger looking guy. Although I think Kennedy and Nixon were the same age. <laughs> but Nixon looked like he was Kennedy's dad, sweating on the lips and all of that on national TV. He did not, he was not ready for it. They had not powdered, it, powdered him down. He had a five o'clock shadow and all of that type thing uh, going on. Kennedy looked fresh and he sounded different. So that was the beginning of what we see now as social media. Yeah, that, that was the beginning of it. What we see now 
as social media. The president uh, himself expects to raise about $10 million during uh, his Florida stop. $10 million. He's a, a fundraising machine. No doubt about it. Uh, now, Dems in um, Virginia, Dems helped GOP lawmakers shell Virginia assault weapons ban. Yeah, Virginia Governor Ralph Northam push on uh, to ban the sale of assault weapons has failed after two members of his own party balked at the proposal and all of you throughout the fruited plains of America should be glad that this has failed in Virginia I just can't see, you know, and I'm a Southern boy, born and bred, hunting, fishing, you know, all my life. Uh, well, hadn't done it in a long, long time now, but grew up doing it down in the country on my grandpappy's farm. <laughs> Grandma and Grandpa, they had a farm. Jane and I still have it down in Grand Cane, Louisiana. And um, grew up hunting, fishing. Granddaddy had guns that was were always there in the house, loaded. Never touched him, never bothered him, unless he was going out to hunt. That was it. Guns all the time around my granddaddy's house, loaded. Never, um, never a problem. Not with me. Grew up around them. Taught from day one what they were, what they were for. And it, to me, the gun was, because I was I was taught to shoot at such an early age, I wasn't, you know, um, in, in, in fascination of, of them or anything. It was just a tool. It's like an axe or a hammer or anything else. It was a tool. And uh, that tool, if you weren't going out to shoot something, which meant it was going to die. <laughs> you didn't touch that. And I knew that from an early age. And all of you, and I, I was going to say that I just can't see how a southern state can ever, a state that knows it has been akin to the land. I can't see how a southern state can ever fall in line behind banning any portion of the Second Amendment right that we have. Senators voted to shelve the bill for the year and asked the State Crime Commission to study the issue, an outcome uh, that drew cheers from the committee room packed with gun advocates. Four moderate Democrats joined Republicans in Monday's committee vote rejecting legislation that would have prohibited the sale of certain semi-automatic firearms, including the very popular AR-15-style rifles, and banned the possession of magazines that hold more than 12 rounds. And, hey, folks, um... You know, the musket was a state-of-the-art weapon. It was an assault weapon. Well, listen, Clint Eastwood gets it, gets it right and says it best when he says it like this. 
All guns are assault weapons. Um... Anything you call a weapon, a knife, is an assault weapon. Isn't that right? Yeah. The bill was a top priority for Northam, uh, a Democrat uh, who, of course, <laughs> blackface Northam. You can call you can call him blackface Northam. <laughs> yeah, a Democrat who has uh, campaigned heavily on a broad package of gun control measures. But this one... This one failed. Again, most black folks, uh, most minorities, most Americans, most liberals even, especially the rich ones, don't believe in banning guns because they have bodyguards. Especially rich, rich liberals. They have bodyguards, Hollywood types. They have bodyguards. So, so you know that they really are not in favor of banning weapons. They just don't want you to have them. And um, right now, Virginia is the epicenter of the country's heated debate over gun control and mass shootings. But mass shootings are prevented when mass shooters know that there are armed people. So... The argument goes away quickly when you analyze the pros of gun ownership, the advantages of gun ownership. The argument goes away. But right now, Virginia, a southern state, is the epicenter of the country's heated debate over gun control and mass shootings. Tens of thousands of gun rights activists from across the country flooded the state capitol and surrounding area in protest. Some donning tactical gear and carrying military-style rifles. Yeah. And I'm glad that they showed up. And this is something that you should expect to be a part of. This is something that you should expect to see happening as we defend the republic that is America. You should know about it. Those things that are that that are um, being used as tools to assault your first and second amendment rights. The second amendment protects the first right, the first amendment right. Yes, it does. It protects it. And if it goes away, if Illinois, if um, Virginia can be successful, Illinois, of course, has the some of the stringent, toughest gun um, laws anywhere. But gun violence is not curtailed, is it? Of course it's not. So, stand firm, stand confident, stand up for America. That is your reasonable, reasonable service as a citizen. Stand up for the republic. Because regardless of your slant, regardless of who you are religiously, what have you, it is this republic that gives all of us our right to be free people. Let's preserve it.
Well, I want to thank God for this day, and I want to thank him for bringing us to the close of yet another show. And I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, I'm CL. And may God bless and keep you all. Thank you.